Hey guys, real quick. This one's for Lindsay. Apart from saying, and you have my bow, did you guys know that Legolas never says another word to Frodo in either the theatrical or the extended releases of the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy? And speaking of even more cool things, did you guys know that we have a Patreon? That's right. You can find it at the bottom of the episode descriptions with all of the other links, such as all of our social medias and our website. We would love you forever if you guys wanted to support us on that Patreon where we update our notes regularly and we'll begin to showcase a lot of special content that can only be found on the Patreon. Otherwise, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone. We're here to talk about Anastasia, a movie you may or may not recall that exists. Which is now a Disney movie, but wasn't at the time. Which is now, I guess, a Disney movie because it was produced by Fox slash Don Bluth and is available, spoiler alert, on Disney+. Disney+. Plus. Plus. Yeah. I was convinced we were going to have to pay for this. I oh, was I know. shocked that this was on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. So I, I mean, was... that was a welcome, a welcome shock, but... Yeah, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised that I didn't have to open my wallet for this one. Yeah, um, yeah. I am going to ask a question, though. I don't know if this is in your notes because I've been updating mine all day, but I just I want to ask this right off the bat because we're coming off of Don Bluth's last film, which was uh, An American Tale, Five right. Goes West. What is this man's obsession with Russia? Oh, that's in my notes. Is it really? Okay, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, I, I caught that one too. That did not go unmissed by me. I, I was just, like, wait a second. Don Bluth knows all about the Russian Revolution. We saw the mice do it. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Like when, when I was watching them like break down the gate and shit, I was like, didn't we see this already? Didn't we, didn't we just watch a bunch of mice do this? Yeah, I sworn. What the fuck? <laughs> Actually, it was the other way around, though, right? It was the cats. The cats took over. The uh, cats were the. Um, but yeah, so it's not a Disney movie, but honestly, I'm, I'll be damned if this doesn't have some like surprisingly decent bangers for a not Disney movie. This is the second animated film based off of actual historical events and an actual historical figure that we've done in the timeline. The first one being Pocahontas. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. Um, not to mention this is Anastasia, um, with Anastasia, being a full-length feature film, this was 20th Century Fox's first ever animated film to be produced entirely by its own animated division, Fox Animation Studios, which was purchased by Disney in 2018, which is why it's now a Disney film officially. But not really. I don't I will never I'm not gonna say it's like it's, it, that's she'll semantics. never be a Disney princess, but let's yeah. hold on to that thought for probably towards the end of the episode when we really talk about Anastasia the character, because that's worth holding on to. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, it is also worth noting that we uh, get, before we get too far into the film, that 97's Anastasia was wide, widely praised. It did draw immeasurable criticism from historians and several Russian citizens for its, quote, fantastical and magical retelling of the Grand Duchess, who I will say this now. For those of you who remember this movie, we are two minutes into the episode. She, none of this happened. 
All right. She died with them. She was, there was no, all the rumors about her existing. She's not still Anastasia, out there somewhere. Yeah. Anastasia. Yes. Anastasia is, yes. well, and we'll get to that. Well, I have that in my notes as well, but yeah, she, but her remains were only identified in the last 20 years. In 98. So, yeah. 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 But yes, no, none of this is true. Anastasia died with the rest of the Romanovs. Yeah. She wasn't, um, yeah, she's, she's not just out there somewhere. She said, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listening yeah, to this episode, like, like, I am here, you fuckers. Like, I quit our jobs to go and find her. We're like, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell us about, about this movie. The Makings. Uh, so directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman, who are the dynamic duo for Fox, basically. They also did Thumbelina. They also did American an, an American Tale. Um, it was written by Susan Glothier, Bruce Graham, Bob Zudiker, and Noni White. Um and this is actually uh, so. This is one of my favorite things about this movie, and something that I think is pretty indicative of a failing that Disney has, um, and something that helped them succeed in Hercules was there are massive numbers of well-named people in this movie, and Disney has this thing where they don't want to bring famous people in to do voice acting. They find unknowns and stuff. Like Danny DeVito and James Woods were the most famous people in Hercules. Yeah, but remember that we're also post Aladdin, so this is happening because we're we're post Aladdin, right. and I think with the when we look at this animation, we have to remember like how close we are to the movie in the timeline versus how long it's been since we recorded that episode because we did the Aladdin episode a long time oh, ago, yeah, like a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> but Aladdin came out in ninety five, ninety two, ninety four, ninety two. Yeah, and we're in 97, so but it's still only five years. That's nothing in film release time. Oh, yeah. So it's only five years since Aladdin. So like we're in that era where we are starting to bring in more famous people right. after Robin Williams. So it's like starting to become more the norm to do this in animation at this point. Yeah. So with that, uh, the film stars Meg Ryan as Anya slash Anastasia with, I didn't know this at the beginning, uh, Kirsten Dunst as the young Anya speaking roles that we only see in the beginning of the film. The nineties were her time. It, it was, was. <laughs> that's true. She's coming up on bring it on smart, small soldiers, little women. Yeah. It, dude, like Jumanji, like Kirsten, Jumanji. Dunst, like low key, like bring it on came out not long after this. Kirsten Dunst was, if, if you guys aren't, didn't realize this was actually president at the time uh, that this was me. So <laughs> <laughs> you might not have realized. Yeah. She was everywhere, man. <laughs> um, Jesus, uh, John Cusack as Dimitri, Kelsey Grammer as Vlad, who we just saw in the Marvels, uh, Hank Azaria as Bartok the Bat, and Christopher Lloyd as Rasputin, who we haven't seen Christopher Lloyd since Back to the Future because we didn't cover the Page Master. Correct. Notable other actresses include Angela Lansbury as Maria Fyodor. No- I'm gonna fuck all these up, dude. Fyodorovna. Grandma. Yeah, the Dowager Empress and Bernadette Peters as Sophie Smorkoff Smirnoff, who, if you guys aren't familiar with Bernadette Peters, what are you doing? Like, I'm not familiar with Bernadette Have you ever Peters. seen Whitney Houston's Cinderella? You know, I haven't. Oh, she's the fairy godmother in that. She oh, also plays okay. Maleficent in uh, Descendants. Got it. And And who was Sophie? Oh, right. I remember. I remember. Don Bluth has a... She was the dowager buddy. Sophie is the cousin slash lady-in-waiting. Yeah. And... Yeah. um, The blonde one. Don Bluth has a thing about, like, 
like really really big cup sizes as well i'm just gonna throw that out there it's like my only comment about her that i know i'm just gonna say it now but it's not the first time that in a don bluth movie (laughs) i've been like my god holy shit what's going on (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually remembering that now yeah in five goes west yeah the cat that was that was was no, there was the what? Yeah, the woman who holds. There's the, the cat. mouse too, but yeah. yeah, there was. Anyway, Don Bluth <laughs> is definitely a tits man. So, um, oh, for sure, dude. Um, and then because this is a musical, I will mention that David Newman <clears throat> composed the score for the film. However, I'm going to add a new section to this for any musicals that we do called notable bops. This film, I feel, has three. There are only about five songs in this movie, but the only ones worth kind of remembering are Once Upon a Dream, which is sung by Anya. I will say that Journey to the Past, <clears throat> it's not bad. Once Upon a Dream, you just said. That was an amazing Oh, I'm Freudian sorry. Once slip. Upon a, yeah, sorry. Once Upon a December. Mm-hmm. There you um, go. You can see where my heart is. Mm-hmm. Um, sung by Anya. Journey to the Past, it, it's not bad, but I do feel like Once Upon a December encapsulates the epic nature of Anya's story and this like journey she's about to go on a mm-hmm. lot better. Um, I will say this right now, guys. The best non-Disney villain song ever written on, by human beings is in this movie. In the Dark yep. of the Night by Rasputin is straight fire. Honestly, if this was a Disney movie, it would be in contention. It's oh, not. Absolutely. It's, it's up there. It's. I will. Okay, I will say something enormously confident. Like, okay, let's let's say that again. Um, <laughs> I'm having a mimosa. <gasps> Yay! My eye really itches. I see that. Um, yeah, it's bothering me. I don't know what's going on with it. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm going to say something extremely controversial and say that in the dark of the night might be on par with Radigan. I don't know that it's better. She's saying it's better, but that's where it would sit for me. That's where it would sit for me. It's not like we're not competing up against like Ursula or no, um, this isn't be prepared. Ursula, this is, or this isn't be prepared. Um, yeah. This, no, souls. Poor we're not souls, level. No. Um, but if those are S, these are a, yeah, like uh, this list. is this is right on par with Radigan. Like this is a good yeah. song. And, and the ol- yeah. Oh, damn it. The only reason I would say that Radigan beats this is because of the break in the middle when he kills the mouse and he's like, "Oh, my dear Bartholomew." Yeah, exactly. Like, that's <laughs> like, the <laughs> only reason. Oh, my dear Bartholomew. Yeah, no, we we like that part. <laughs> we like that part. So, that that's I almost was going to say it's better than Radigan, but then I was like, "No, my dear Bartholomew." I'm glad you said that too cuz like I Oh, this is so good. Like, this is just, this is such a good song. And then I just like it because it's very uplifting because the movie is very depressing for the majority no, of this movie. It's a, Don, like, it's a Don Bluth movie yeah. without doubt. Like, I don't know why we thought it was anyone else's. Like, <laughs> I know. I, that was Your dude now. has issues. <laughs> yeah, Don Bluth like, made this shit. movie. Yeah, this was absolutely not a frilly fairy tale no um but i will say that learn to do it which is the song sung by anya dimitri and vlad as they're traveling i actually really like that song yeah it's a great montage like it was really yeah. solid there was like you couldn't complain it wasn't bad it wasn't as good as the other two songs but i agree it should be in there and uh i love this new section and i i really like the thing that we do on this podcast which is you and I add shit without discussing shit the without other person it. because yeah. it's not really like that's because that's not how we do it because you and I are on the same page. Yes. Like we don't we don't have to have that conversation. <laughs> I love this section. It's like two minutes before we start the episode, Lindsay will be like, by the way, I did and I'm like, all right, fucking cool, let's go. <laughs> Bet. Yeah. Here we are, guys. 
All right. Um, tell me what this is about, please. Gladly. So do you guys remember that time that Don Bluth made a princess movie? Because Pepperidge Farm remembers, and so did we. <laughs> Miraculously not killed with the rest of her family, Anastasia is orphaned and memory wiped. Years later, Anya is still searching for answers, but Rasputin is back from the grave because this movie's fucking crazy, um, and he's determined <laughs> to kill all the Romanovs. So can her new con man boyfriend save the day, or will she be getting herself out of this mess? Does fit Anya Rasputin. This princess does her own saving. It's actually fucking true, man. She wrecks. Dimitri's kind of useless in this. Like, he gets his ass kicked by a statue. I also just knocked my vape over as I was reading. I heard. Do you want me to reread that? No, you're fine. I'm not going to have that in there. I can cut it out. You're good. (laughs) I think it was like while I was talking. It's like, ah! (laughs) I don't know, man. I think you'll be okay. Um, And as we already said, yes, you can find this on Disney+. Plus. Um. Here's something crazy as we jump into the timeline. Well, to the timeline. Uh, so it's 1997. I'm going to. Oh, Are we done yeah. with this fucking year? Is it over? I'm it is. Sure this is the final movie of 97. It is. It so is. Welcome one and all to the closeout. Yeah. Huzzah. We are, this is, this is our last hurrah in 1997 and I am, I'm totally fine. With I'm actually just realizing 90, we have spent more time in 97 than any other year. Yeah. I think we might've like, it's been a long run in 1997. It's been, we've done six movies. Yeah, six seven. Is a I'm sorry, we've had seven movies in 97 because I'm including Titanic. And that is even more than like 95. Yeah, we've had a lot happening in 1997, so I'm not sorry. 99 is going to be... 99 <laughs> we're going to get sick of real quick, folks. Yeah. I don't know. I, but you know what? 1999 <laughs> was a great year, and I will figure out some new historical context to give you for all of the We may just give you one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah, it might, be, it might be like, stay tuned for next week to find out what has happened. <laughs> Because we have like an unholy number. Yeah. Like we might need a new season of this podcast just to oh, get on 99. Yeah. 2024 is going to be season four for sure. And it's all going to be the year of 99. And we have requests from that year that aren't even on the official timeline yet that we have to think about. Like our very exciting, good, what an opportunity to plug our Earth Day special. I know. Oh my good God. Should we plug it now? Should yes. we? Lay it on me. We have a request from our listener, Michael, who I'm so grateful to for this request. And in it are a number of of different films. He recommended that we do Volcano, which we might. um, What were the other ones that were in there? This is so off the top of my head. Volcano, Armageddon. Well, he asked about Armageddon. And then said, you guys should compare that with Deep Impact because they came out at the same time. Which that will be the Earth Day special, guys. We're going to do Armageddon versus Deep Impact, though. Scott, ooh, fun. All right, this this episode's a little unhinged. (laughs) Another thing I didn't, like, really communicate to you, but this is what I would like to do, is that this truly be, like, a versus episode. And we've never properly done that, right? We've done comparisons. We've done match-em-ups a little bit of, like, of looking at uh, similarities when we've done, like, Christmas specials before. Right. If we've done like different versions of the Grinch, but it's so, so you want to do like who did global destruction better, who did emotional heartstring better, kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm because I'm here for it. Let's go. The, the two films are almost so much the same as that you could compare yeah. them the same way we did like the two versions of the Grinch. Like they're pretty much it is the That's same. It, so, yeah. 
So I've, I propose that when we do Armageddon and Deep Impact, it be a true versus episode and that we introduce this as a new thing that we can do. So oh, if I'm guys, so here for it. Yeah, if people would like to recommend a versus for us, hit us up on the website, sign up on Patreon, you know, support us all wherever, hit us up on Instagram, but send us a message and let us know if there's a versus that you'd like to see. Because I'm very, I, I think that this should be a new thing that we do. Like when I'm it's when it down. comes up, when it's the thing. Because what are the other ones, right? There's... There's, there's uh, plenty. Like we could do. Oh there's man, see, two tornado just, movies. There's tornado and there's bl- uh, Twister. Well, there's Twister and Tornado. We could yeah. do. Oh damn! Right? I'm gonna have to go Isn't through Tornado these. a movie or is it just Twister? No. Well, so there's Twister and then there's there was another one like that that came out. And then there's, there's like two all volcano of these movies l- though. There's Dante's Peak so and Dante's Volcano. Dante's Peak and Volcano will be That's the other what I'm one. Thinking of. Not the yeah. not the tornadoes. I'm thinking okay, the tornado movies would be Sharknado and Twister, which I don't know that that's not doing that. That's a, I don't think I could bring myself to that. <laughs> no, but we could, if we like do that. volcano, we could do volcano versus Dante's Deep, Peak. Uh, Dante's Peak. But I actually prefer Armageddon versus Deep Impact if we're gonna do a natural disaster versus I prefer Absolutely. that one. Yeah. Um the other ones are like Day after tomorrow, 2012. It's like all, all disaster movies, like big ass stuff like that. Like you could do parody, like we could do a parody versus where it's like scary movie versus not another teen movie. There are other movies if we were thinking about it harder. Like if we sit oh, down I'm outside sure of this yeah. that are the same movie. There are. Like there because <laughs> we've talked about it a bunch. There's a yeah. lot of movies that we've come up or, around and like had some kind of discussion around that we're like, oh yeah, it's just like this, but a different version of it. I mean, even the way you look at uh like when we talk about Avatar Ferngully, you know what I mean? Like there's other movies yeah. that are secretly the same movie, like just more secretly than the volcano movies do it and like the asteroid movies, but like there are other ones that are like the same yeah, I'm gonna have so to... we look in the- guys send us your feedback who do you want to see us versus because like i'll go back and even if it's a movie we've already done like if it is like fern gully versus avatar like i'll do that like we can come up with like criteria yeah right I'll start, I'll, like we'll start finding these like as soon as this episode's over i'll move our notes into a fucking spreadsheet guys like i'll do yes. this in a real way to do like a proper <laughs> versus like hit me up and let me know what you want to do for a versus because we can do it um God, I'm so I'm ex- all right. Anyway, moving on. Anywho, paste that um, somewhere else in the episode. We're in the timeline. Yeah, that's gonna be in the. I don't know where that's gonna be, but yeah, for know. historical in context, the beginning as a it'll as be a, in the beginning. That's for good. an Earth Day, uh, whatever. Yeah. special. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, for historical nonsense that we, I guarantee you, have covered all of. Uh, Princess Diana was killed in a car crash. Yeah, I know it's a crime. So now I'm saying it again. Uh, yeah, the Spice the Girls. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't even realize that, and I don't watch it, but I hear about it all the time. I somehow missed it, and I'm just watching it like today. I just put on the new episode, so like we're saying it again. Diana died in '97. That's true. Uh, Spice Girls, Chumbawamba, and Missy Elliott are producing bangers. I just started listening to Missy Elliott the other night, and I was just like, God damn it, dude! These are such good songs. <laughs> um, Kids are playing with Tickle Me Elmo, and Ellen DeGeneres came out of the closet publicly. For Rotten Tomatoes, it's 84% tomato meter and 77% audience score, which I actually don't know how to feel about that now that I'm like really looking at this. It's it's wild how much people like this from a critic standpoint. It's not just yeah. the tomato meter. Like if you Google it and look around, like there's a lot of people who feel like this is like 
an incredible film. But I also, I think that there's a lot of people out here there who think that everything that Don Bluth does is like ground shaking. Like it's not uncommon for his stuff to have really high critic scores. And I don't know why, because like, yes. Okay. There are some Don Bluth movies that are fucking well done. Like end of story. It's a good film. Like it's a good story. It's a good, even if like the animation's weird or the singing's bad or whatever, you know? Um, I mean, remember the mouse and like, remember FIFA, like I just, some oh of, God, sometimes it's bad and people think it's like an incredible piece of cinematic history. And like, for the most part, they are pretty good. But I, I gotta say this far into the timeline, having done what, this is what our fourth Don Bluth film. Like, yes, I think he's a little bit overrated. I'm not saying they're I, bad. I just, I think the hype is like kind of outsized. I think it's this obsession with adult themed animation. Like we also have the secret of Nim, which is not a kid's movie at all. It's not like watership down. It's not that bad, but it's like, you know, I don't know that I've seen the secret of Nim or when I would have, and I know that we didn't do it and I'm not super enthusiastic too, but I will say, I love that movie. But if we have a patron request, I'll do it. Otherwise, I'm really ready to move on from this era of animation. Yeah. But otherwise, if you guys want to put in a request, I'll do it. But I'm not voluntarily going back to Secret and Him. But I, I just think he's I think it's I don't think the hype is real on Don Bluth. No, and I feel it too. Like other than this, we have what, Troll in Central Park? And Thumbelina. Like, Thumbelina, yeah. There's not really a whole lot. I was going to say Once Upon a Forest, but no, no, that's, that's like not him. Like That's, that's a crazy. secret. You know what I think we should do? I think for Halloween one year, we can do that one. <laughs> I'm not sitting down to watch it unless it's intentionally a scary thing. I, I can't, can't do it. Jesus Christ. I'm fucking here for it. I can't do it. I would do it as a Halloween special. <laughs> that's it. All right. <laughs> I'll remember this for next year because we didn't have anything lined up for Halloween this year. Yeah, we don't. Um, um, okay, so things that you guys know already. Um, the English Patient wins the Oscar. Uh, whoa. Yeah, Frasier and Law and Order win the Emmys. Top whoa. grossing movie is Titanic. Um, but, but this movie kind of made money, huh? This did make a lot of money. So against a $53 million budget, Anastasia raked in over $140 million, making it the most successful and most profitable Don Bluth film of all time, like against any other one. So like clearly his attempt to make a Disney princess style movie was the route he wanted to go. Like it was different enough that clearly we just went over it with Rotten Tomatoes that people were like, this is great, but not different enough that people were like, this is great. Yeah. It didn't like change the world. It didn't like launch Don Bluth into some kind of stardom, but like, I think what this speaks to more than anything is the success of the princess like formula uh, formula. Yeah. Works yeah. really well. And we've been saying that, right. All these princess movies, like remember when we saw like Cinderella and we were like, why didn't they keep doing princess movies? Yeah. It almost saved <laughs> Disney. And then they stopped doing it until like it saved <laughs> Disney again with the little mermaid. Like they just like, they took this like 30 year break. Remember it was like so wild. And yeah. then they do the same thing between, uh, for Disney anyway, Disney's last princess movie properly. Yeah, I guess you could say so it's Mulan. Gonna be Mulan. Mulan's going to follow that that 
um, formula, and then that's going to be it until Tangled when Disney gets like saved again, right? They, they, the, Disney's choices at any point to stop the princess formula I is <laughs> usually its death. So I think that more than anything, this speaks to the success of that formula that Don Bluth did it, and it worked because this thing, and we'll talk about it uh, outside the timeline, but follows a lot of princess formula, and like I think that that's what works for it. I really so- do. I think that's the secret. I know how you feel about this, and I am just going to bring this up because it it has to be Uh-oh. Uh, mentioned. That is not the first return to a Disney princess film that we get after Mulan. It's actually the year before with The Princess and the Frog. Ah, that is correct. Princess and the Frog comes before Tangled. Mm-hmm. We don't get anything else like that for a while, though, because then we're going to start getting into the rise of Pixar and we'll have like Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, stuff like that. Like, when, we're not going to have like when did anything. the Princess and the Frog come out? 2009. Oh, yeah. So Tangled came out in 10. Interesting. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yes. That Although I will die on this though. hill that Shrek is a princess movie. I mean, totally. <laughs> But, but not not made by Disney, so. But not made by Disney, no. Um, so the last thing, as you guys know, is sequels and remakes. And there is actually a weirdly large amount of things pertaining to Anastasia's sequels. So the success of the film would spawn not only Anastasia on Ice that ran from 98 to 99, but would also create a stage musical with expanded songs, which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I th- that's insane to me. Especially because this is like Don's Bl- Don Bluth's only musical. I want to point that yeah. out too. Like this is otherwise not his game. I mean, so. you have Thumbelina and Troll in Central Park, but this one was like... Thumbelina is, but is Troll in Central Park a musical? I think Troll in Central Park has like two or three songs. It's been a while since I've seen that. I just remember that one was fucked up too. Yeah, yeah, hard pass. Um, But keeping in line with the direct-to-video sequels, there actually is one for this. It's actually a prequel that came out in 99 called Bartok the Magnificent and was again directed by Bluth and Goldman. Hank Azaria and Kelsey Grammer did return to voice the char- their original characters, Bartok and Vlad, respectively, and it follows Bartok and his con artist partner, Zazie the Bear, as they retrieve or they attempt to rescue a young czar from St. Petersburg before he met Rasputin, who is apparently at the end of the movie. So it's like a prequel to how he what he was doing before he met Rasputin and became hilarious. Um <laughs> It is worth noting, like its predecessor, Bartok the Magnificent, does carry a star-studded cast of voice actors featuring Catherine O'Hara, Tim Curry, and Jennifer Tilly. Catherine O'Hara is amazing and my favorite. I love Catherine O'Hara. How the fuck is she in Bartok the Magnificent? Dude, she, yeah, it's insane. What happened, Catherine? Yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) What was going on? (laughs) It's dark years. (laughs) Love to call her up and be like, so what was happening in 1997? What's going on? And she's like, the bibbits. Where are we? We're done. Let's go to the movie. Yeah, let's indeed go to the movie. Um, and this is so funny because because I amended my notes. Yeah, I was like, I didn't remember that. That's what you said in the title of this. <laughs> I was like, wait, I, maybe I was wrong to, to criticize you. I thought I did. You're right. It is aesthetically accurate. <laughs> no, that's why I left it in there, <clears throat> and it was my fault. So, like the notes, I originally the this section was called the history because that's how we go here, or that's how we got here, or wow, this movie is actually like ridiculously historically accurate. And it 
was and wasn't. And the way it was, was more like things in the background, aesthetically, things that were said, things that were used, people that were there. Like the but costumes the actual, and the dresses, yeah. the buildings, the architecture. Is the like pictures. Pretty dead on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff that was like not paramount to the plot, except for the music box, which was almost accurate. Eh. Um. I mean, she did have a music box that was given to her on her 13th birthday by Maria. I think that's just a rumor. I don't think that's known. I think that's sketchy at best. There's like, there's like rumors that maybe that could have been a true thing, but it's not like, I mean, it didn't. So from everything that I read, there wasn't a key that unlocked it. It had a ballerina on top and it was silver and it did play a song and it is confirmed. She gave her something like that. I don't know if it's like, that's what it's based off of or whatever, but yeah. Anyway, Basically, like we said in the beginning, Anya does not get away, right? The Dowager Empress does, but she doesn't go to Paris. Um, the big thing is, where she goes? She goes to Norway or she Denmark? She goes to Denmark, which is where she was from or where she was born, right? So the right. the grandma in the movie escapes. And that's what, it, for those who do not remember this movie, right? Like, I don't want to just take it for granted that we all know exactly what happened in Anastasia, right? Like, because yikes. <laughs> Um, but for those who only remember this only vaguely, uh, they show this sort of like weird version we'll talk more about, but of the Russian Revolution involving Rasputin, and we'll go into those details. And then, yeah. uh, so the whole Romanov family is like trying to escape, and the grandma gets away, and Anastasia is like left behind in like a mess of people and then like Rasputin yeah. takes her memories or she loses her memories. It's I'm kind of not clear no. about that. And so, then how are you not clear? It's like she fought. Okay. All right. I'm going to cover up you I guys. Was, the rest of the stuff that Lindsay put holes in. So well, yeah, I don't, I don't recall that specifically how that went down. I just, I was yeah, like, what the beginning happened? of the film opens she hit her with, head or something. I don't know. She hits her head on a railroad track. Yes. Uh, she, so Anya is, it's her birthday and Maria is visiting from Paris, and that evening, Rasputin is kicked out of Nicholas's court for being a douche or whatever. He's practicing dark magic, and they're like, get the fuck out or whatever, and Rasputin's like, no one likes me. Uh, I'm going to sell my soul. And so he gets this dope-looking talisman with uh, fucking gremlins in it that can fly. And he le- he basically uses the gremlins to incite the people into a revolution and like the gremlins break the gates down and allow the revolutionaries into the palace. We don't see Anya's family after she drops the music box. We actually never see what happens to the family. We just hear a voiceover of the grandmother Maria saying that they killed them all. Dimitri helps Maria and Anya escape through a secret like passage in the building that for some reason no one but Dimitri knew about. Like, come on. No, it's, that totally makes sense. Don't worry. Yada, yada. Keep going. <laughs> Hooray. Um, <laughs> and then they're running on the train station trying to get on. And Maria is helped onto the train because you guys got to remember, she is still the empress. She's not just the empress of Russia. She's like, come on. She's bigger than that. She is helped is onto she- the train. Well, to them, she is the people helping her that she is. Um, Anya can't grab her hand in time and slips on the station and falls onto a railroad uh, railroad track and they can't stop the train. And so Maria's like, holy fuck. And then like all these people in this mass chaos of the revolution are running around Anya and no one like sees her. And then it jumps to like, I think nine years, nine, ten years later, 
because she's 18 when she leaves. And that's yeah, why she's, and she's kicked like out of the orphanage. Five when it, or no, she's eight, so it's ten years later because she's yeah. eight when uh, during the the revolution. The revolution, <laughs> and then yeah. it opens back up on ten years later, and everybody fucking hates their life, and they're like, "Why did we do this?" And everything's in red, and it's the all yeah, this it's stuff. the Soviet Union. So yeah, so the the in real life, the Dowager Empress, their grandma, um, she does escape Russia. She's like one of the only ones that did escape Russia and goes to Denmark, not Paris. Where in the movie she goes to Paris, and the whole thing is come together in Paris, and we'll go to Paris yep. and find each other. And it's like Anya's only clue. Uh, she does this before the Romanovs are killed, though, right? Yeah, like, she, she wasn't. wasn't she it wasn't like, like during in the middle of the attack. Yeah, yeah, she didn't survive the attack or escape the revolution. She had already left, and so one is one of the only Romanov survivors, but left prior to. The revolution. Uh, but it is true that for like her whole life, she was like delusional and would say that no, the family's still alive. Like they're there. It's fine. Like that's actually true. Like she was yeah. out there saying that she believed that they were alive somewhere and that it was like a cover up, which, you know, okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, sure. Sure. For sure. For sure. Um, Rasputin was also a real person. Um, yes. Everybody knows all the rumors. He had his head cut off. He was lit on fire. He was poisoned. He was stabbed. He was drowned. And then he still survived or whatever. He was a member. He was a holy man and a member of the church. Yeah. He was like a faith healer. Yeah. He wasn't like a confidant of Nicholas's, like his right hand man or whatever. Like this movie makes him out to be. Yeah. He wasn't Jafar. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He wasn't the grand vizier of Russia. This movie makes him the grand vizier. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was super involved because Alexei, who was the brother, right? There's three girls and and Alexei of the kids, the Romanov kids, right? Yeah. I, think, right? I think it's three girls, three or four girls. I can't remember if Anastasia had three sisters or there were three of them total. Um, but and then Alexei is like the younger brother, and Alexei was a hemophiliac, and yeah. part of Rasputin's like mystique was like he was like I can't remember what he did. Because uh, this is knowledge that I somehow carry with me from high school. You know how you have like certain. Nuggets? Yeah. Like, I didn't look this up again today. I just like <laughs> this exists somewhere in my brain. Is that like something about something that Rasputin was doing, like coincidentally helped the hemophilia and helped like lend towards his mystique and like why people thought that he was like there was something that he did by coincidence as part of his faith healing because they didn't know he was a hemophiliac, like, but he was. Uh, we know that now, I think, right? Like, we understand the disease better. Like, they just knew he was sick. So, at the time, and I just looked this up, yeah. but at the time, uh, Rasputin was the only person that forbade Alexei using uh, then popular aspirin, which actually worsened his condition. Yeah, there it is. It makes the blood thinner, right? It's like that's yeah. so he was whoopsie helping through something he yeah. was doing, right? Yeah. So that's he didn't do it on purpose. He was just like, you can't be doing this. Come on. Yeah. And they were like, holy shit. And then he got better, but then they all died. And um, then they all died. Yeah. So and speaking of them all dying, uh, I reached out to a friend of the show, Chris, and, and brilliant history teacher and historian who knows all yay. these things. And, and I said, Chris, ELI five me, like the Russian, like, like how weird <laughs> is this movie? Like before I'd Googled it, I was curious her thoughts. Uh, so I want to read what we got from Chris. Who said, yeah. 
I don't really remember the movie, but unless the family sews the Russian crown jewels to their clothes, is sprayed with bullets that ricochet around because of said jewels, and finally, after an agonizing bloody death, are buried in a pit altogether, then no, it's not accurate. <laughs> yeah. And so, in case you don't remember, we don't see that in the movie. Yeah, like for those who don't recall, part <laughs> of Don Bluth's Anastasia. That yeah, scene there is was some cut. <laughs> stupidly gory shit in this movie though i will tell you guys that now there is some like ridiculously graphic shit in which this movie. parts the way rasputin dies yeah that was yeah i'll give you that the fact that his head went inside his rib cage <laughs> and like we're looking at him talk from inside his body like what the fuck dude yeah, there was like, some body horror and the fact yeah. that rasputin was dead you know he's not dead he's like stuck in limbo like, because his curse is not fulfilled yeah and he's that, like so the that's undead. the crux of the movie by the way guys because rasputin is more or less pretty inconsequential to the overall story of the movie it's really about anastasia getting to Paris and remembering who she is. Rasputin's yeah. just the reason she can't remember. In a like well, round no, the reason way. she can't remember, I thought, is that she hit her head on that railroad. Right. No, but that's what I mean. Like Rasputin <laughs> is like the cause of what happened right. that led to her losing her memory. Like he's not directly involved. And then she's like, what the fuck? Like she doesn't even know who he is. It's a very Wanda landing in front of Thanos. I don't even know who you are situation. Yeah, she has no idea. They have no relationship, which we'll talk about later. Cause I thought that was like Part of what made it a little weaker with him. The other thing that I think is really funny about this is, like I said in the beginning of this, like it is very aesthetically correct. Uh, That's really what Russia looked like after the revolution. That's really how people were living after the revolution. Um, That's more or less. Yeah. The outfits. That's literally uh, what the palace looked like. Several of the paintings throughout the palace are taken directly from the actual buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is very aesthetic. Like it, this was very well researched for being a fantastically altered version of history yeah. in some ways. And Chanel is in this movie. Chanel was in the movie, which was like, really took me out of it for a second. Cause like <laughs> you're so used to see, I, I'm just, I'm used to like, first of all, not, not that in my like Disney Renaissance movie, but also most of the animated movies, kind of exist outside of place and time this one does not yeah so it's like it was like trippy to see like the shopping in paris and chanel and and it's 1917 i'm like all right like my favorite thing about this too is we're coming off of hercules where they make fun of advertisements like nike and action figures and like coke and stuff but now we have actual product placement and it's like holy shit dude like this is such a weird flip yeah it was interesting seeing that, but but the but the rest of it historically was like, I see that we're arguing here in the notes about um about like the, how much they show the revolution. So they don't show a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. I want to clarify my point on this because Scott's notes are like, "What? LOL." To my comment, and <laughs> like, so I I said like, "There's very there's very little indication of the revolution," and I guess by which like Rasputin. It like tricks them all into attacking, yeah. right? Like he, op- like they go through the gates and they they kill everybody, right? But it's not because of unrest. It's not because like something's oh, wrong no. with Russia. Like they glorify the Romanovs the revolution. So yeah, they basically much. make them seem way cooler than they were. They make the Romanovs seem like they're great. Like they make the whole structure seem like it's great. Like people weren't like in a bad in way and yeah. fucking hating their lives like and was, shit. Yeah, like it wasn't great, right? Like so. Like, 
it's they they really glaze over that they make it like oh no everyone was perfectly happy like we all loved the czar like russia's the best like we love (laughs) we love that everything's going great here in russia and then like they're all attacking like no like they don't they don't show that there's like any any unrest happening in russia so that's kind of where it's like Okay, and then we see a little bit of how like shit the Soviet Union is, right? Because yeah. then in the current day, we see like Russia after them, and I think that more just like further glorifies the empire because it's like it, it, like the, it was, was better so before. Great. Everyone was so happy before Rasputin tricked us into overthrowing the Romanovs. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, bro, what? Okay, how is that right. the message of the movie? How is like that's the part that I was like, okay. It makes it magic-y. It's different from Pocahontas in that it's not yes. it's not turning all of this around and still trying to like keep within like real world rules and politics. Like it is turning it magic. So I'm I'm not like upset about it. I just am like, okay, but like, come on. Like that's not it's kind of like you know what it is? It's kind of like Inglorious Bastards, where it's like this re this fantastical retelling of World War II. Like four dudes didn't just break into a movie theater. And shoot Hitler and kill every like top yeah, military like, person. No more the movies, war. Yeah, they're just like, wow, it's over. Like this movie definitely makes it out to seem like the Empire was the end all be all greatest hot shit of King Fuck Mountain. Like, no. Yeah, but for not- that analogy to work, there would it would have had to not be Hitler. It would have had to be like like secretly one like Satan. Well, yeah, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's they're making it as though there was no unhappiness in like in Russia, Imperial Russia, right? Which is, yeah, like that's kind of that's the part that I was just like, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, but then I do like how later we get like references to she has to have an exit visa, she can't just leave Russia. Like, there's like they do, um, give some sort of a, at least attempt at reflecting like what it's like in the Soviet Union afterwards and things like that. And uh, but I, I thought it was weird, like. To what we said in the beginning of the episode of like, we've seen like pretty recently Tom Blue- Don Bluth tackle the Russian Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> like we just saw the mice do this. Like yeah. how come it's like we're used to seeing Don Bluth like tackle these issues really head on. And he skirts away from it entirely in Anastasia, which I, that's what I thought was interesting. Like he just yeah. doesn't deal with the social issue. It's very – it's used as a like – as a crutch to carry us through to why Dimitri's doing what Dimitri's doing. It's not like this is the result of Rasputin's like meddling or whatever. It's just kind of like, well, here we are 10 years later moving on. It's just anyway. a conceit to create a situation where you have a missing lost princess. Right. Yeah. And, and also there is a lot of mystique to this. Like we said, like this is a real story. Like this is a real life conspiracy that Anastasia had survived. And what, what happened was there's, there was one big mass grave, like I referred to before. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were missing Anastasia. Now, they're also missing Alexi. Nobody gave a shit about that, right? Like so they were like so but there's one big grave and they're missing Anastasia and so there was this whole conspiracy that Anastasia might have survived and a lot of women came forward saying they were Anastasia like in the later years. Mm-hmm. Um and That was probably one of my favorite parts of this movie by the way. Anastasia, it's me. Like this like lady's clearly like 50 years old or whatever. Yeah, for real. Like 
And that was like a real thing that happened though. Like people came forward and were like, I'm Anastasia. And there was one woman in particular whose name was Anna who like really had people going and was like, I am Anastasia, like end of story. And of course she wasn't, yeah. uh, but she made a big enough deal that they made the original movie of this in the fifties. Like this is sort of off of the 1956 movie, right? With the same title. Yes. And uh, so yeah, that's interesting. And there's a lot of mystique around the Anastasia story. Like, I remember as a kid being like, oh, my God, how cool would it be? Like, someone out there is Anastasia, and they don't yeah. know. And what if they could find Anastasia, the princess of Russia? And, like, how – and it's like, oh, my God, all the ways that you would – like, can you even imagine yeah. being like, great, I've ever – they murdered my whole family. Like, be, well, like, finding out you were Anastasia is like a death sentence. Like, it was, it was so – That's what I was always like – I'm watching this movie and I'm like, why would she, why would they want to find her? Yeah. Yikes. Like, well, like because, why, they, because in this, in this version of it, they were all magicked into, into well, Ilya yeah. Romanov. So new uh, Anastasia could come back and write, everything could be right with the kingdom. Write all the wrongs and shit. And even it's like, though so she th- leaves entirely. It's not like that. No one. Yeah, she doesn't even say she's in fucking Paris. Yeah. No There's one's no like, Hey, hang out. She should take Russia back. That's just, just me. <laughs> yeah. But that was, the, that, that was not the fucking keynote here for this was, movie. It was like, you got to get back to St. Petersburg. Like, no, <laughs> get the fuck out. No, like she. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sort of the romanticized. The, it's, it's the natural uh, like conclusion to draw though. Right. Up until the point that she doesn't do any of that is like, well, yeah. they make it seem now like. You got to go back. Yeah, like wouldn't wouldn't she? It's like a Simba story. It's like, oh my god! But we would love to go back to the time when, like, they're yeah. showing the Soviet Union is bad. They showed the empires being good, and they showed that it was like evil trickster Rasputin that like tricked them out of their empire. So, like, wouldn't you think? Like, I feel like the movie yes. logically says that she should go back, dude. See, and here's the other thing: is like all the other Bluth movies that we've had up to this point have been some like crazy commentary on like what immigration was like in the early twenties or like what it was like fleeing like your home or whatever. And this is like none of that. No, it's just this romance story and, and it's like <laughs> a self-discovery thing and it blows straight past all of the usual things that Bluth does. Like I'm really yeah. glad we're doing this movie because every Bluth movie, like even the land before time had like secret like messages about global warming in it. Like it's like, yeah. Well, and like class systems and speciesism and xenophobia and all this shit. Yeah. And now it's, this is just like, everything's in red and they're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) They they have none of that going on in this movie. And it's so strange because you really would think like, and it's not even like an allegory. It's like he picked out like an actual thing. Oh, yeah. He had every opportunity to like have the revolution be what it was. And instead he made Rasputin into this like Jafar-esque evil vizier. And I'm like, so Don Bluth honestly just like couldn't like he just woke up one day and just said I've had enough. He was like, I honestly can't. I've hit my limit. I can't do historical commentary yeah, anymore. He I just have to make like, something up. I just want to do a romance, but I have to make it based on this <laughs> tragedy. I, I just want to dance. <laughs> Like, I get it. Okay. Like, like this is a crazy it. story to tell. And Disney wasn't doing this. No, because it's okay, not a fairy like, tale. It's based on history, whatever. I strongly believe that Disney would have gotten around to this eventually, though. I do very firmly believe that Disney would have been like, dude, wouldn't that be crazy? Definitely. I could see that. And Disney's version of this is tangled, by the way. Um, 
So that's fair. Yeah, like a hundred percent. And I can't think. And we'll talk more about this when we talk about Anastasia. But it's it's definitely like more like Tangled than it is any other Disney movie. Like there's not a lot of secret princesses. And so, yeah, I agree. Disney would have gotten to it eventually. But I also am like, Don Bluth, if you had just had enough and you just were like needed to have like a fat day and like you just couldn't handle like (laughs) taking on like the challenge of doing a commentary about the Russian (laughs) Revolution, like why couldn't you just do like any missing princess story? But like it had to be Anastasia for him because he fucking loves Imperial Russia. So he does, man. He's obsessed with the Russian Revolution. So he had to make it this. And it's like, how long do you think he'd sat on it just being like, I don't I just want to I just love it. I just love Russia. I have to do this story. It doesn't even have to have anything smart to say. It just has to be this. I mean, even the cats in in uh an American tale had those Russian hats. They had outfits. Like they were s- symbolizing In American Tale, the cats herded people out of their homes and like we watched yes. like the oppression. We watched like the uprising. Like we saw shit happen in like wait, no, I'm sorry. American That's... Tale's not the Russian Revolution. It's the uh it's when they kicked all the Jews out. It was the persecution of all the Jews in Russia. It was the persecution of all the Jews we've in Russia. Yeah, that was American yeah, it was tale. A different. It wasn't. We've been saying that it was the. Because the second one is the basically them like moving out west because life in New York is not great and they fucking hate their lives or whatever. And there's yeah, like there's gold like, and money to be made in the west. There's no cats in the west, is what they say. Yeah. There's no. But no, yeah, we. But we've been saying that wrong this whole episode that it wasn't the revolution that they did in Fifeful. Or in an American tale, it was. Oh no, the Jewish persecution. It was a Jewish. It was a Jewish persecution. Yeah, but I'm like, so, but, but if Bluth wasn't afraid of that, I don't know why he's like (laughs) not like Bluth just doesn't want to talk about the proletariat. He's just like, no, just just about the romance and the missing princess. So, so that's what Don Bluth decides that he's gonna do, Um, and it's awesome. And here's here's what I think is hilarious about this movie is like story wise, I don't know, rickety bridge. Can't figure it out. It's fine. But it weirdly looks amazing. Yeah. Right? Let's talk about the look and the sound and stuff like the Yeah, because it looks great. It looks better than Bluth's previous work. other stuff. Like it's Oh, the Nightmare Mouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a lot less dark. Even though it's still pretty dark, while still being pretty fucking while still dark, being yeah, pretty scary and dark. Yeah, it's like there are there are certain things that I'm just like, wow, that's incredible. Like the whole palace scene and the haunted mansion moment where all the dead spirits come out of the portraits and they're dancing with her while she's having this fever dream. It does and look like the haunted mansion, doesn't it? Isn't it weird? Yes, it's like, awesome. I the, love the it. Ways that this is a Disney ripoff. Like Don Blues honestly just woke up and just chose violence. <laughs> like he was just like, no. <laughs> He's like, you guys never gonna do this. I was at the Haunted Mansion on Sunday. I have an idea for an, a, whole, a whole movie. He like phoned it in at, in a way that, and the end somehow it's like one of his better movies. Like, but yeah, he phoned he crazy. phoned it in entirely. He was just like, do it like Disney's doing it. Like he was <laughs> make it Russia, but I can't talk about the fights. I just we can't I just, say anything. No drama. Replace it. Replace the drama with magic, but put it in Russia and make it a Disney movie. And there's like what. There are parts of this too where I'm like, God damn it, that looks incredible. Like the whole train scene, the whole them fighting on the train and the bridge getting destroyed by the giant gremlin. But then there's parts where I'm like, I don't like that at all. Like, why did the music box need to be computer animated every time they held it? Like, that 
just really bothered me. You know what, though? I didn't notice it the way that I noticed it in um, Hercules with like the yeah, Hydra. Hydra. Yeah, yeah, it was much more seamless, I think, than Hercules was in the way that it's using the computer animation. That's interesting you bring that up. So the one that stood out to me more than the the music box, because it's small enough you can lose it in their hands or whatever, like you don't see it the whole time. The one that really like kind of took me out was the picture that she drew. That is, that, <laughs> it's like, okay, dude, like I get it. It's a reproduction of the actual picture that Aunt, that Anastasia drew, which was accurate, by the way. Uh, someone in the palace named Olga really did say that about her painting. And we know that because we have letters from Anastasia to her father saying that. And we have the picture. Yeah, which is cool. That's yeah. a funny Easter egg. But why did you need to CGI the picture that they're holding in their hand for like four seconds it's just like it's so weird and then when she puts it down it's just like you're still seeing it like superimposed cgi over the rest of their animation it's just i don't know it was just it was like it was super weird but then we get to it's actually i'd like to add to that though real quick like yes please it's i think we should keep an eye out for this because we've noticed it now in two separate hand-drawn animated movies yeah and we're about to get bugs life and i'm kind of like what what's hand drawn animation trying to do to keep up right now? Like Stay what are like because that's yeah. what's happening, right? Like this is like a weird new thing that they're doing in the two D animation to try and like keep up with Pixar, but keep doing what they're doing. And I'm curious, like how like I'm curious what we see about that in Mulan. No, I'm 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 trying to remember if there's any noticeable stuff in there, and I know there are a few, but I know that Mulan kind of tightened it up a little bit. Like there aren't as many. Wow, the Hydra took me out of that moments in mm. Mulan, but I do remember there being a couple. Um, yeah, Mulan and then Tarzan. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, Tarzan has so much. That's right. Shit. Yeah, it does. But I think Tarzan makes it look good. By by yeah. the time we get to Tarzan in '99, I think they're doing a good job with it. Here is the one thing I will say that I personally think Don Bluth does better than Disney. Um, when Anya and Dimitri are dressed to the nines and they go to the Russian ballet. Ugh. Is her dress not like 11 out of 10 Disney princess Dude, dresses? It's fire. It's so much better. That, like, how is that not more a, a better known look? Like, that dress is For ridiculous. Real. It's ridiculous she looks incredible the animation that they use for her crown when she gets it from maria at the ceremony is i i don't even have words it's right? it's just it's gorgeous the but way they use shading to show how incredible anya's eyes look like dude it's the crown is historically bonkers. accurate too yes it is i just i oh we said it before too um as far as sound goes um Rasputin's song is fire, dude. I just, uh, if you guys don't remember it, please go listen to In the Dark of the Night. It's just, it's so good. Jonathan Young has an incredible cover of it, too. And you know what'll happen if you go do that, though? You fucking nerds that are about to go listen to that song. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if, uh, if you do go listen to it, um, I bet that you remember it. If you ever saw Anastasia, if this was in yeah. your in your rotation, which it was very much in my rotation. Like we had this one on, on VHS. And 
I was like shocked by how few of the details of the movie I remembered, but how much of the music. Like I was like, why do I know oh, the yeah. lyrics to In the Dark of the Night? Like what the <laughs> f- I couldn't even have told you in a million fucking years I couldn't have told you Rasputin had a song. If you'd asked me that yesterday, I in a million years I could not have told you before I watched the movie this morning. <laughs> Could not have confirmed that. And it comes on. I'm like, the dark of the night, people will die. Like, I was like, why do I know this? It's so metal, dude. Like, it's just such a good song. Honestly, in the dark of the night is like, it's it's like what Be Prepared should have been. Because you and I had that fight. Like, you know, I don't don't fawn over to Be Prepared. Uh, But in the dark of the night, that's like, it has a very Be Prepared aesthetic, too. With like everything like exploding and the green and that like it. That song is pretty fucking crazy. Soon she will feel that her nightmares are real. <laughs> it's just like, dude, it's so dark, but it's so catchy. Um, Rasputin's also- so dark. Rasputin tries to get Anastasia to kill herself, and there's an extended yeah. scene where she almost fucking like imperious curse suicides. Yep. Like- uh, and then it turns into hell, like yeah. literal hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where one demon is trying to pull her off the ship and then for some reason another demon's trying to keep her on the ship like it's just it's qu- d- yeah this, when i tell you guys that this movie has some of the craziest visuals as far as like scary shit and i talked about this before like that moment in uh, an american tale where the mouse of minsk comes out of the gate it was just it's horrifying the mouse of minsk that's right. yeah and it just like it's right up there with, I don't know why people don't remember this as well, but in All Dogs Go to Heaven, oh, Charlie has a nightmare about going to hell. And there's all these like Satan dogs biting him and trying to drag him down while he's in this lava version of River of Sticks. Like it's it's crazy, dude. And I'm like, wait a minute, what mythology are we using here? Is he in heaven or is he going to hell or where the fuck is he going? Um, also, for those of you who are like Spotify users and you know, do listen to Disney or you have like a Disney playlist or whatever. Um, Anastasia's soundtrack is not on Spotify. Specific songs are and covers of certain songs like Liz Calloway, who is the singer for Anastasia. Her two versions of Journey to the Past and Once Upon a December are on Spotify, but the whole soundtrack is not. That's so weird. It's very weird. This movie is so forgotten and and really not bad. It kind of is, yeah. Like it's been so knockoff and it's like so... The last thing I want to say about the music before we talk about the like knockoff nature of the character herself, Mm. uh, the theme to once upon a December is honest to God, come little children from Hocus Pocus. Holy shit. It is. I'm literally, I was just like, what? Come little children. It's just slower. Into a land of enchantment is the same as once. Oh my god, it so is. It's the That's, same. That bit is that the same. Shit insane. Yeah, that, is, that bit is the same. Well, I'm sorry okay, the for singing is, on the podcast. I'm so sorry. I'm not. The problem is <laughs> uh Hocus Pocus came out before this. So Don Bluth watched Hocus Pocus and was like that little ditty. That's a pretty good song. Yeah, I just have to say, <laughs> I now have a weird combination of the two songs in, stuck in my head. So just throwing that out there. Um, I wonder if anyone's ever like superimposed them. Oh, over I each fucking other. hope not, because that is some niche weird shit. Like, yeah. I please, 
please guys <laughs> if, if you know someone who did that get, seek help like <laughs> yeah or send it to me i won't make Lindsay listen to it but i want to hear it yeah <laughs> I I do feel we finally need to talk about the the lady herself because talk about a couple characters. The the thing that doesn't work for me in this movie is at the at like base at its most like base level. This is the most cookie cutter story ever. She doesn't feel any different than like like the only thing that's different for her to me is that she has amnesia whereas sleeping beauty like aurora just doesn't know okay sure so that's another missing princess yeah i was trying to think of who our missing princesses are in this trope because yeah it's like she feels so knockoff but i couldn't think of a lot of examples of actually a missing princess like i could only think of rapunzel but you're right that sleeping it's Beauty. very aurora like but cinderella wasn't uh, no, she wasn't a princess to start. Like her, no, Belle, wasn't. I'm just Little thinking of missing, missing princesses. Like a lot of them are princesses or become princesses, but ones that were like, Don't Snow White, a princess. No, she knew who fine well who she was. Yeah, it's gotta she was be living Aurora. in the castle. Remember, she had like her own like whole yeah. thing. Like she just oh, had a stepmother well, yeah. who was like a bitch to her, a total a hole. Yeah, she was. So it's gonna part. be Aurora and Rapunzel. Yeah, I think that's it. And for how many princesses we have for this to be, and and so Rapunzel obviously didn't exist when this movie came out. So there was only the one. And reminder that Sleeping Beauty is Disney's second ever princess, and that movie came out in 1940 fucking seven, didn't it, or something like that? Like yeah, it, 1959. 59. Yeah. So was it 59? I thought it. Was earlier than that. Wasn't Cinderella in 1950? No, it was the it was January of 1959. It's my favorite Disney movie. I'm not going to forget that one. I guess because we didn't have another Disney. There's like five years between Disney movies at that point too. Like I don't. I think it was either Mary Poppins or Sword in the Stone that came after that. Yeah, Mary Poppins. Also, Cinderella was first. Is what that's where I'm twisted up. I thought Cinderella came after Sleeping Beauty. You're right. Sleeping Beauty came out in 59. Um, but yeah, so she would have been the only one before this, which is fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Like, that's a really long time. Like, it's almost like it's it's like a really long time. <laughs> so it's kind of weird that this feels like such a burnt trope, even though it's like the only the second time it's ever the second been done. time we've ever gotten it. Yeah. I think it's because to this point we've had <laughs> such capable princesses. She's capable. No, I know, but like her her amnesia is used as such a crutch. Like she's strong when she's not talking about how she doesn't remember anything. Like she punches Dimitri when she wakes up. And that's one of my favorite fucking parts in this whole movie. She's like, Oh my God, I'm so, Oh, it's you. It's fine. Never mind. She's a badass, but she doesn't have any power. Yeah. She doesn't, there's she nothing fits, to yeah, her. A lot of the other princesses like know that they have a certain amount of power. You right. Know? Uh, Whereas like Rapunzel by comparison has no agency. Because she's never been outside of her tower. And then when she gets it, she doesn't know what to do. And she free, she has this like argument with herself. Anya is sure of herself the whole time. Even when the psycho bitch from the orphanage is like, fuck you, get out together in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. Have a good time. Like go to St. Yeah. Petersburg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She freezing on your walk. Like, yeah. Right. Like she like basically sends her out there to die. Um, yeah, Anastasia has a lot more agency than Rapunzel. That's true. But yeah. other but they're they're 
two of the only missing princesses like that are actually like trying to find their way back and be and but then it's not as though anything like that's what's weird about anastasia right that's what makes this weird and it makes it weird that they don't deal with the revolution oh that her being a princess never comes up well no it's just it of course it comes up it's like the whole thing but like that her like it's not like she's going it means anything oh to like claim her crown yeah yeah she just wants to know who she is because the other thing that's that the other movie like this that is why it feels like a burnt trope um, is The Princess Diaries. So it's not an animated movie, so yeah. we think about it. But it's another. there's a lot of those movies that came out around this time. And so that's why this feels like a little bit more of a burnt out trope because we have a lot of Princess Diaries out there. And in Princess Diaries and in Sleeping Beauty and in Rapunzel, finding out that you are the princess means that you go live in the palace and you become the princess. And in, in uh, fucking imperial russia finding out that you're the princess means like you go into hiding like, and yeah, like, just like not going to like we just said go back to saint Pete or go back to <laughs> moscow and fucking like take over control of russia like she runs off to like live like her options were like live like pretty well off in france in fucking like political refugeedom or you know yeah. go running off with her her boyfriend who did take boy, the money. Like this random guy. Yeah. yeah, basically some guy. Like she, so she doesn't like become a princess when she finds out that she's a princess. And that's kind of an interesting difference with Anastasia. And it makes it just quadruply weird because it's like, so then why aren't we talking about that at all in the movie? Because we're not talking about the revolution. We're not talking about the proletariat. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like, how, like it's, nothing's gonna matter when she finds out who she is. Yeah, but then again, it's, it makes it even more weird because it's Don Bluth, and like we should be doing that. Like that tracks. Like that's it's really strange that we're not. Yeah, in there this should situation. be some wild underlying thing about how you don't want to go back to a life where everyone hated you, kind of thing. No, in or this like, scenario, it not, makes no it, yeah. sense, none whatsoever, to be. So I think that's really interesting. <laughs> like what? They should make this again. Like they have this wide open thing to make this like really interesting. And then it, I don't know. It's weird. The only thing I can think honestly is like only Dimitri cared that she was the princess. Anya right, didn't ever true. care about being the princess. She just wanted to know who she was. So she wanted someone to tell her who she was. And I will tell you guys this, for those of you who aren't like up with, the science of memory and stuff like that. Anya begins to remember who she is because of scent memory. Yeah. Which makes sense, which is a legitimate thing. People with amnesia have recalled things because of like a touch, a taste, a smell. And when she, when Maria and her, um, Dimitri, basically, I don't know if anyone remembers this commits a fucking massive crime and kidnaps the empress. (laughs) Um, and forces her to go upstairs. He's like, check it out. I've got your music box. And she's like, holy shit. And then she goes upstairs and she's like, you're not Anya. And then Anya's like, I smell peppermint. And Maria's like, you're Anya. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. It. The other thing is that's not how amnesia works, by the way, like showing her pictures is not immediately going to be like, Olga made me so mad. She said it looked like a pig riding a donkey. Yeah, no. She but just remembers everything right then. Like, honestly, that's, none I think, of this where is the other part of this works. falls apart. None well, of this yeah. is how that works. Like, it's not... This is where it falls amnesia's apart Amnesia's not really super common. Like, it's not really <laughs> like a... Like, the, that's not really how amnesia necessarily works. Like, it's... Again, it's used as a crutch. You know... 
to carry us through it this is. whole fucking so, thing. So, yeah. So, so Dimitri, Dimitri's here. And what, what Dimitri. is there to say? What is there to say about Dimitri? Like he, all right, here's, here's my problem. I love Vlad, by the way, his partner. You mean Uncle Iroh? Yes, very Uncle Iroh. He's very Uncle Iroh. <laughs> what Holy a fun shit. trope. The Uncle Iroh trope is fucking great. Because he was a good dude the whole time. Like, you get the feeling that Dimitri is, like, a scumbag. Like, dude, even the Empress knows about him. She's like, you're that guy who was putting on tryouts for Anastasia. Like, she is so aware. Because in the movie, if you guys don't remember, she actually puts out a reward for anyone that can prove their Anastasia. If anyone can find Anastasia, she will give them a fuckload of money. And so when they're reunited, Dimitri doesn't, he has this moment of aha where he's like, I'm in love with her and I can't take the money. And this is my whole point up to this point. And, uh, bye. <laughs> but so like, this is what lives. I don't like because this is what's supposed to make us like, like him in the end. Right. Because we get this like really stereotypical thing of like, but you lied. Like it was like Krista well, in, yeah. in Fern Gully of like, you lied this whole time. And, like You were the one cutting down the trees. And also in Avatar, yeah. and also in God, which said there's so many examples. So, but mostly for Ungully and Avatar, you lied to me this whole time, yep. and that's sort of annoying in itself because it's just so tropey. <laughs> but then also, like, he doesn't really get a slide with me at all because the only reason that he doesn't take the money is that she is Anastasia. Not that it's right. wrong to fuck with this old lady oh, and yeah. to like hold auditions and try and scam his way into all of these millions of ruples. Because to like prey on an old woman whose family was like so unfairly taken from her by magic and not a, a political uprising. <laughs> and, you know, whose family probably should still be kings and queens of Russia due to it was magic and don't worry about it. Like, I think that the good place would say that philosophically that does not count. Like, remember when Kirsten Bell tried oh, to, like, yeah. be good just so that she could get out of trouble or get... I'm like, no, I just... It's not. No. Yeah. I don't think that you get to, like, get a slide just because it's like, oh, shit, no, she actually is Anastasia. Hold the facts are true. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Because it's not just like, oh, shit, she's Anastasia. He's also in love with her. Like, yeah, he realizes okay. he's in love with her. But yeah, I will... True. I will... I will agree with you that he's like, oh, fuck, I was right the whole time. Like, holy shit. I Here's the other thing is, I think Vlad knew more than he was letting on the whole time i think he's like what the fuck dude like because he was a member of the imperial court he even yeah. tells her that and vlad is based off a real person too yes uh but, i don't know uka wasn't because i don't know maybe no the fucking dog was not yeah. um <laughs> but there's this like this weird need to give Dimitri this like high five for doing the right thing. And it doesn't feel like he did the right thing because he's the one that started the wrong thing where it's like, dude, you learned your lesson. That's great. And you reunited them. But also like you prayed on this old woman. Yeah. Like you guys are the knew worst. About it the right? whole time. Like, yeah. You guys are like bad guys. Like you guys are. You're yeah, not, I didn't think that you off the hook. Yeah, of just being like, oh, but I love her. So I guess it's because, like, if they had had, like, the, like, convinced some girl, like, managed to manage to get away with yeah. their original scam, they would have totally kept the money. 
Yes. A hundred percent. And I if the Vlad girl from the good. original scam had said, you're scamming me, fuck you, and run away, and the Dowager Empress or whatever had still been like, no, that was, but here's a million ruples, they would have taken the money. So it's like really yes. like, I don't know that he learned a lesson so much as that he like wanted to like, like you got an easy out specifically doing something for Anastasia. I don't know that he like learned anything. So, but you know, he was fine. Um, I like that they run away to like do functionally nothing together. They don't have a plan. Yeah. They elope, which is what Sophie says. The only other thing I'll say about Dimitri is he does a good job of not coddling her. Like, he stays true to his character. He's not like, oh, I'm slowly falling in love with her and I need to be, like, nicer or whatever. Like, no, he's like, fuck off and get off the train, goddammit. And, like, remember all this shit and, like, focus. Stop fooling around with your stupid necklace. Like, but then when he falls in love, it's kind of like, what the fuck? now he's a completely different person like i i don't it's just it's like it's weird like this is very cookie cutter and not fully baked yeah and it happens really quickly too and it's like yes they and they have one of those like oh we really don't like each other love stories too yeah she right? full-on fucking breaks his nose it's on like the train. all <laughs> of the tropes and it's a little much like the whole movie is just on it's like this is why i say it's like phoned in Right. It's like they just were like, how, what are things that like, like just throw it all in the pot and make a princess movie out of it? <laughs> but put it in Russia though. It has to happen in Russia. Like that was like Don Bluth. Like, I don't, I don't know what yeah. happened to like, well, Don Bluth here. was probably like, hey, what if we just had like a, a prince figure who wasn't a hero? Like, what if he was a complete dickhead? Like this whole movie. And then like <laughs> almost kind of altruistically learned a lesson. And he like Oh, and like, there's a bad guy. Oh, and like, there's a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that bad guy. But he's just gonna bootleg Jafar. His song's a banger, but he has no relationship with Anastasia. That was kind of my but I mean, I liked him a lot. Like, and and if we think about Hercules, they had like no relationship either, which oh, yeah, he commented on. It was his uncle, and that's it. Like, and they don't even talk about that. He's not like, "Hey, what's up, nephew?" Like, he never brings it up. This they have even less related. Yeah, they have even like Anya didn't know anything about this man. Like, this man wasn't like, "I'm Rasputin, and I'm following you." It really was Wanda landing in front of Thanos in Endgame, saying, "You took everything from me," and he's like, "I don't even know who you are." Yeah. Like, Like, what? Who? What do you mean? through the fucking the only re actually the only reason they're ever even introduced is because he tricks puka into going into the the hedge maze and then he closes her off and puts her on the bridge right i which like talk the about other thing too though is like <laughs> like hercules in that in that situation at least it was like hades knew exactly who hercules was he had his specific reason for like being pissed and what he wanted to do and all the things. Right. And we got to see lots of scenes that were just with, with him alone, like way more Setting than any other and, Disney yeah. movie. Right. Like way more than we see of like Ursula or yeah, Jafar, maybe we see, like, we actually well, yeah, see we a lot of Star out. and Jafar outside of 
like when they're on their own. Like we got a oh, lot. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of that with Hades. So we had like a good understanding of where he was coming from. Hercules just didn't know Hades back. But in this case, neither of them really knows each other because Rasputin doesn't give a fuck about Anastasia. He just wants all of the Romanovs to be dead so that he can break his curse. Right. Yeah. And she has no idea that any of this has been going on at all. She just is like, wait, I thought I was just having a Princess Diaries movie. What do you mean? Yeah. Is an evil guy. <laughs> She's like, holy shit, you were responsible for that bridge suddenly just not existing? She's wow. like, I didn't think there was a bad guy in the movie. I didn't realize yeah. that the, I had an antagonist. How neat. I thought like, my story was over. Yeah, she had no idea there's a bad guy. So it's interesting that that like their dynamic is is weird. It's not my favorite. It's um, It's just kind of like... There's no reason for her to, when she's destroying his talisman, or what he calls the reliquary, there's no reason for her to be like, this is for my family. Because it's like, why did you know that he did that? Right. Like, how how did you know he was responsible for that? I don't know that she does. Like, it's not set up well. There's like a totally missing scene. Yeah. But I I do really like when she says, Dostvidanya. Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) That was funny. So here's here's what I I will say. Again, this is not a Disney movie. So, And when I classify this like I did with uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame and I will again in Tarzan, I kind of did in Little Mermaid. The overwhelming amount of gore put into his death is so fucking insane to me. Like he, if you guys don't remember, he literally gets vaporized, but like his skin disappears, then his muscles, then he turns into a skeleton and he's just like convulsing on the ground before turning into dust. (laughs) And it's like, wow, who was in here? How the fuck do we totally screw with these children right now? Wow. Yeah, like, I don't remember. He uses his muscles to kid. extend his fucking hand so he can catch the reliquary when we first see him in purgatory. I thought or limitory. That, or I, limitory. <laughs> Limbo. I don't know. Limitory. I, I thought that the religious cult in the mud in Once Upon a Forest, that fucked Holy me up shit. a lot. Yeah, more the than Ravens. This. I'm just going to say, like, as things that were like non Disney that were happening around the same time, like, once Upon a Forest fucked me up like way, way, way fucking more than this. And so did Little Nemo, which is a movie that I don't care. It could be yeah. Halloween. I don't even care. I it could be, you, There is nothing that you could do to persuade me to watch Little Nemo. Oh, I love Little Nemo, dude. There is simply not. There the is Nightmare I don't King and the fucking manta ray that attacks them in Nightmare Land. And, we oh, have to get dude. like a major, major, major Patreon. Like that would have to do. There's like cash associated with me doing that. Like yeah. that's not happening. So, um. I may no. do that one without you. My sister and I watch that movie all the time. I, you know what? Have at it. Have a great <laughs> time. I won't even listen to the episode. Scarred for life. Won't. And so the body horror of of Rasputin didn't like. You're not wrong, but oh, I'm not it saying it scared not, me, but I'm just like, what the fuck the kind of left field is this? Yeah, it, it didn't is have, crazy. Like, but there were there were things that fucked me up way harder from the same yeah. Era. Like I'll say, when it comes to like Bluth villains and like weird motivations like Rasputin's is literally just he got kicked out of the house like that's it like Nick 
It's just very was Maleficent. Like, it's very yeah. like, you didn't invite me to this party and I am going to hold that grudge for a lifetime. Yeah, except that it wasn't <laughs> like with Maleficent, it wasn't even like you didn't invite me to this party. She was already evil for evil's sake. Like Rasputin right. is just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure to help. <laughs> but like not. Really, because in the, again, in this we don't get that he saved Alexi's life. Like, what well, he was evil from the beginning, like from the jump, and like, then you get stuff like Thumbelina, where every single person that Thumbelina meets is trying to either marry her or marry her off. Yeah, which is really fucked up and weird in Thumbelina. Yeah, I don't. Every I don't want to do. We're not doing that one. We're I not doing that to. one. I'm not motivated to do that. So yeah. Guys. And then Latin, the other this one is... This is the end of the train on Don Bluth. This is it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only other one is Troll in Central Park. And it's the troll queen who's, instead of having a green thumb, because he's the outlier, he's weird. Her thumb turns things to stone. And she thinks stone is gorgeous. And she wants to be the most beautiful thing in a disgusting kingdom. Yeah, we're super not doing that, that one either. We're not. That's more motivation than Rasputin has. Even then, like she's a narcissist that like wants to control everything. And in this, he's just like, I hate you. Fuck. (laughs) That's it. That's literally it. And then like, again, she, he has no chemistry with Anastasia because they've never met before. She doesn't even know, like she doesn't even know he existed until they meet on the bridge. And then he's like, by the way, I have magic because up to this point, she's like, I just don't know who I am. And I'm traveling through Russia and my life They're is normal. In totally different movies. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I think that's what this is, dude, is they are completely in two different worlds. Like there are two different movies happening at the same time. Yeah, there's no it's it's really strange. So it's like while he's a really good villain and while sometimes I think that kind of dramatic irony can work. Yeah. I don't think this was the movie for it necessarily. Like there there was there needed to be more. There, they, even if it was just her being like knowing some lore about Rasputin having right. been responsible. Like even if she just was like, Oh my god, it's you, you're the one who killed my yeah, family. Even like Dimitri she, and Vlad don't say anything. If she'd realized it during the dream attack thing oh that he was part of it yeah if it if it was like she was aware of who rasputin was and then she was aware that he had done that like he she'd like seen him in the flash and and like when they were standing there like oh my god it was rasputin not rasputin like 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 that would have worked but if there had been something to like acknowledge but they don't have any sort of anything to do with each other whatsoever so i think that that weakened it I, but overall, Rasputin was still pretty cool. Like I said, like on yeah. the level with Radigan, like a pretty cool bad guy. Radigan's definitely cooler, but like Radigan's definitely better. Somewhere in that level where, like, like we said about Great Mouse Detective, like it has a lot of strong appeal. It's not actually that great. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's p- parts of it that we love dear- dearly, but it's not really objectively like top tier Disney. This is kind of like that. Like it's it's below Mouse Detective, but it's in that sort of neighborhood where it's like, oh, it's it's not really top tier, but like it's pretty sick. Here's the other thing that I'll I'll leave this. This will be the only last thing with uh Rasputin. Um he's the comic relief in this movie. Yeah, which he is, is so weird. Him and Bartok. Yeah. Bartok's actually all right. I didn't hate Bartok as much as I thought I was gonna. Oh, as like a sidekick? Yeah. He's definitely yeah. better than Flotsam and Jotsam. Jetsam. 
Yeah, but they're scary. They don't annoy me. Yeah, and this one, he's just like, I would give her a hi-ya, and I'd geek her, sir. Like, <laughs> I actually think that I like this bat better than the bat in The Great Mouse Detective, and I actually think oh, that fidget. I was mixing them <laughs> up. I think I was thinking, because I knew there was like one that I liked and one that I don't like. And yeah. now that I've seen this, I'm like, I actually think this was the one that I liked, and Fidget's the one that I don't like, and that's why. Because I was creepy, like, man. oh, weak. Yeah, Fidget creeped me out. Um, this bat was like actually kind of all right, but it was he was like an Iago, but without like the he just sort of was there. He was like, ah, yeah. are we right? And then he had like a girlfriend at the end out of nothing and nowhere, but. <laughs> yeah, see you later, everybody. It's like so, yeah, like what? And the Russian accents in this, by the way, were I'm like glad you said that. They're yeah, they so were bad. Awful. Um, oh, take man, us to the rumor so requirement for anything that we still have yet to hit on. Like, <laughs> let's wrap up this like relatively short episode. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> like I kind of mentioned before, Liz Calloway. Oh, whoops, sorry, I was going to skip one. Um, so Meg Ryan actually wasn't initially sure she wanted to do this movie. Like she was she was on the fence about doing an animated film at all. Um, and hearing this indecision, Fox actually took audio from one of my favorite films of all time, which I know gets shit on now because it's all about stalking. But 1993's Sleepless in Seattle and created a short <laughs> animation like it is. It's just purely about stalking. Because it's all about stalking. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, anywho, okay. <clears throat> um, they created a short animated sequence to show Anya speaking Meg Ryan's lines from sleepless in Seattle. And when she got that Meg Ryan was like, Oh, I'm in like immediately. She was like, let's do this. It's like the same as what they did for Robin Williams with the genie, right? They animated the genie to yeah. make his stand up and he was like, Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. I can fucking see this. Yeah. Um, in the same kind of vein as like people who were not sure. Um, Liz Calloway, who does all the singing for Anya, was called at the last minute by vocalist Stephen Flaherty and lyricist Lynn Aarons to sub in for another singer that they had who couldn't show up for the recording sessions for the temp tracks that they were trying to show Fox they had music for. When Fox heard her tracks, they loved her so much that they just signed her on. They're like, yeah, fine. You're doing all the singing because Meg Ryan nice. couldn't sing. So No, right? For real. Yeah. It's uh-uh. Um, we did mention it earlier, but, uh, the film's plot is taken almost perfectly from 1956's Anastasia starring Ingrid Bergman and Yul Brynner. And in fact, the dress that Anya is wearing at the end of the film on the ferry and at the party, uh, is taken directly from the 1956 version, which in turn was also taken from a dress that is almost identical to one that the real Anastasia owned. The little girl. Which dress? Not the fancy one from the ball. The fancy one from the ball. Yes. Yeah, but the real Anastasia was a kid. What do you mean? She had a dress that looked just like that. Like that blue, shiny, like adult no, 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 dress? No, no, no. That's the ballet. Oh, the I was like, what the fuck? In. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. 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 Like, Her princess dress. I was like, what do no, you mean? They don't have one. Yeah. No. Her what? princess dress no. should be the one she wears to the ballet. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like that should be everyone's princess dress. All of the princesses should be required to change. I like 100% I agree. Fire. Absolutely I agree with yeah. you. 1000%. Um I did already mention it but the real Olga did exist. Uh she did really say that about uh Anastasia's drawing. Um uh, the image in the fi- the image in the movie is a complete reproduction of the actual picture that she drew. And I did already say this one but Lindsay doesn't seem to think this but the music box was also real. 
I think it's a, I don't know, everyone I saw said that it was like a question mark. I think a lot of it's a question mark, I think, but who knows? I mean, there may or may not be. have been a, some kind of music box. Um, yeah. According to my sources, the music box was real, though Dimitri did not find it. There was no kid in the kitchen that's held onto it for her. It was a gift from Maria to Anastasia for her 13th birthday. But again, it was not emerald. It was silver and it had a ballerina on the top. And it didn't play that song. Well, no. We've been kind of ripping through this. So I am very curious to see what you gave this. Yeah, I kind of didn't. I haven't really thought about what I was going to rate it yet. I feel like I would give this movie like a 5.4. Yeah. See, like I couldn't even like I. The music saves this for me. Like the music and and the design saves this for me. But now that we've kind of broken this down a little bit more, I might have to. I I originally gave it a 6.2. But I might have to drop this to like a 5.7. Somewhere in the mid fives because it's not bad and the music is all right. But here's the thing it's like, I hate to say this because sorry, Dawn, but if Disney had had this, because Dawn was just tired and said, do it like Disney, right? So, like, do it like Disney should be. Name of this episode. Like, but it's had Disney actually done this, it would have been more vibrant and the yeah. songs would have been better. If the songs were catchier and the animation was a little more vibrant and the characters were a little more like because she just Anastasia just feels like Boo Like Bell. Like it just it, but without having yeah. her own thing, like her song doesn't tell me. Her journey to the past is her I want song, but it's like we know that the whole time you have amnesia. Like it's not. Yeah. The fact that she doesn't know who she is somehow doesn't make her special. That doesn't give me anything to like. They just don't quite nail it. And I think they've got there's like a lot to play with. Like it's a really obviously attractive story. Like people love this idea of a missing princess. Like they could have done this in a way that was like tangled that was really good so i think it'll be interesting when we do tangled like there's another yeah. versus right like that's totally <laughs> like there could, there's yeah. a versus there guys tangled versus anastasia <laughs> although honestly that's just mean like tangled is gonna be, yeah, tangled tangled's already got this tangled is funnier it's got better songs it's, it's prettier. Yeah, way prettier uh, tangled's so pretty yeah if this movie was pretty and had really good music like if pixar made this movie it would be sick oh but, yeah and if they leaned awesome. into the political stuff a little bit more, I really think it's weird the way they shied away from having like a thematic message. Like Don Bluth just said, not today. Like, I just can't. I'm tired. He's I, like, I've like, done this already. Yeah. He's like, I just, he, which is too bad because it's his wheelhouse. But, um, yeah. But anyway, it's like he mad libbed this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was a minimal effort. That's for sure. Yeah. And Rasputin, um, I mean, I'm with you four out of 10. Yeah, 3.9 is his song. 0.1 is his hilarity, but he is so inconsequential to the overall story. It's not really even about it. Genuinely felt like they were like uh, Disney. Again, it's just like Disney did this. We got to do it like Disney kind of thing. Like Disney, we needed a villain, right? And they're like, well, this creepy guy existed. Let's just make Rasputin a wizard. Like, but a Satan worshiping wizard that was just like, well, fuck you guys. But like again, his his whole motivation like is so thin. Like yeah. it just I I yeah, I couldn't do it. Like Yeah, I'm just like I will say uh, though that this is the most graphic animated death uh we've had to this point. Oh, Everyone yeah, no, else no, either no. falls or dies somewhere else, like away from something. <laughs> Except Ursula 
gets stabbed and we see that she literally gets run through by the the bow of the ship. Um, yeah, Ursula dies a pretty graphic death. Scar just dies a pretty graphic is, death. I would say Scar's is probably the closest to graphic death that we've had to this point because we see them attack him in the shadow before it pans upward. Yeah, like Scar's we know is what scary. happens to that dude. Like, Ursula's is graphic. I mean, even like Maleficent is pretty straight, wild. Yeah. Like, but yeah, Stab. this was this was pretty crazy. So that's good. But overall, it was like pretty whatever. Like overall, this whole movie was pretty whatever. But it wasn't bad. It just was like, yeah. Okay. Like I wouldn't. I, dude. I feel like we said this five. about so many of these. But like, I genuinely would not turn this off if somebody was like, "Yo, you want to watch Anastasia?" I'd be like, "Yeah, dude, the movie's awesome." I'd be fine with it if it was on. I wouldn't have a problem yeah. with it. I'd be like, it, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. So it definitely doesn't cross the line into like I'm upset that this is on. Where like, like I dude, think I think when I go below like, a five, yeah. below a five is when I'm like, I can't have this on my television. Like, <laughs> make it stop. I think like three to five would be like, I'm fine if this is on in the background, but I'm not paying attention to it. I would say for me, like five to six and a half is like the I'm comfortable with this being on TV. Or like yeah. four and a half to six and a half. Below a four and a half, I'm like, bro. <laughs> there's bad we could do we could do please turn this off. <laughs> Other shit on. Do you guys know Ares is on Netflix? Can we turn that shit on? Like, fuck. Ares is not on Netflix yet, but it will be soon. Oh shit, that's what's not on my market. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, um, this episode is over. Is over. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, let's take us out of here. As always, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We hope that you enjoyed yourselves and I maybe learned something about Russian history and how not to do it. How not to do it. Um, so, but yeah, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast as well as follow us on social media. You can find the links to our sites and social media in the episode description. If you'd like to support the podcast, we would love you forever. And we encourage you to follow us on the Patreon where you can find all of our show notes for each episode and see where we trailed off and where we kind of stayed true. Make sure to check out our website for all the timeline goodies, including request the timeline. Let us know what you guys want to see and we'll make it happen. But until next time, guys. Dasvidanya and stay nerdy. I've only said it like six times. <laughs>